You're in a Fenestration Conversation, where Canada's window and door industry talks about the things that matter to our businesses. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Welcome to Fenestration Conversations. Today we spoke to Norman Doucette of Quadruplast. Quadruplast is a, an extruder in uh, Santerres, Quebec. We dove into the extrusion business a little bit because, you know, it's something that's obviously so important to our industry and maybe not something that we all get to get a close-up look at all the time. Norman had uh, lots of interesting things to say about some of the innovative things that Quadruplast is trying, but also uh, the technology in general, the business in general, the market for windows and doors, some of the things that are popular and uh, impossible out there now that maybe weren't always. Uh, excellent conversation. Norman's an engaging guy, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy getting this deeper look inside the uh, PVC lineal extrusion industry. So without further ado, here's Norman Doucette of Quadruplast. Hi, you're in a Fenestration Conversation. My name's Pat Flannery. I'm the editor of Fenestration Review Magazine. And with me today is Norman Doucette. He is the Director of Sales and Products with Quadruplast, an extruder in Saint-Therese, Quebec, which is my closest approximation of a French accent you're ever going to hear. Uh, Norman, how are you today? How'd I do? I'm good. You did pretty well, Pat. That's good. Did I get good close? job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Norman, it's, it's, it's great to have you with us. We met at Windor, I guess, a couple of weeks ago now. You've taken on now, a, is it a new ownership role with Quadruplast, or you bought in, or what's the, what's the structure there now? Yeah, I've been here with Quadruplast for the last uh, almost six years now. And the owner, which is also the founder of the company, uh, after 27 years, decided that he wanted to retire, so he was looking for somebody to purchase the company. Right. And um, I was interested. I like the company. I like the products. The team here is a fantastic team. I was interested in purchasing it, but it was a bit of a big purchase for me. Sure. So um, I did meet up with a gentleman who was looking to purchase a company which is close to his home, which is here in Saint-Thérèse. He was interested in buying, and uh, I met him, and we discussed about his uh, abilities for man- management. And a few, you know, 20, 20 some odd meetings later, made an offer to uh, Hubert uh, Racine, and the uh, offer was accepted, and the financing was accepted, and there we go. Six months later, we're the owners of Quadroplast. Well, congratulations. That's a that's a big move uh, for anybody for sure. And 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 that 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 deal closed when Norman? How how long ago was that? The, the, it was first of June. First of June. Okay, so yep. It's, yep. So you've been in, you've been getting your feet wet for the last uh, half a year or so. Well, you well, not, the, uh, not really. You'd already been with the company, so actually, probably not much changed in your day to day. Honestly, the founder, what he had hired me for, was really developing the company, the products, and managing with customers. And once I was in here, um, I pretty much took over everything that he did uh, pertaining to the customers. So, and this is what I continue doing. So, the the, the gentleman that I, we purchased the company with is a real strategic uh, manager, uh, business manager, yeah. and he's not the, the product person. You know, or, right. So I'm honestly just, my, my job almost did not change. Yes, I have more responsibilities, but it's not very different. It's quite the same. Fantastic. First of all, let's just start by getting a picture of Quadruplast. Of course, just about every single one of our window manufacturers uses PVC lineal of uh, one kind or another. 
but uh, you know, maybe not all of them have been inside a, a uh, an extrusion plant and, and and know exactly what goes on and and what it looks mm -hmm. like and what happens there. What, why don't you Why don't you give us a bit of a a bit of a picture of what quadruplast is and uh, yep. and how you guys do what you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're uh, we're just on the uh, north shore of Montreal. We have a building which is forty two thousand square feet. We have thirteen extrusion lines. These lines uh, consist of uh, different sizes of lines, and uh, most uh, extrusion lines are either twin screw and then a single screw, and then there is water uh, calibration or air calibration. What we have is five twin screws, and the rest is singles. To get a good finish, you need to have a good uh, mix of PVC, and we use virgin vinyl for all the window profiles. So the virgin vinyl is brought in from supplier here in Quebec, which is owned by Aurora, which is a company in the uh, American company in uh, Ohio. We also get pellets for smaller profiles, and we also buy a lot of recycled PVC. Okay. The recycled PVC that we use is uh, for mostly pool products, uh, flooring, and stuff like that. But anyways, so the vinyl comes comes here in what we call a, a gate order. It's a four by four by four box. Okay. And this is introduced into the, the extruder, which is like, a, it's just a, like a, a compressor screw. I don't know if, you, if I'm clear with that. It yep. just pushes, uh, it's like making pasta, right? So yeah, you heat like up the- Like a big hopper and the pellets are in there and then it's kind of pushed yeah. forward, right? Yeah. Pushes through the dies. Mm -hmm. Then it's cooled. It's cooled down through uh, water. Water cooled the calibrators, pulled by a tractor. Uh, we call it a puller and cut, packaged, and it, that's that's the whole story. But the 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 heart of an of an extruder is the tooling, the quality of the tooling, uh, the management of the of the melted uh, PVC. That's where we can make a difference. And also the quality of our material that we, we use, uh, impact modifiers, uh, titaniums, the lubricants, uh, everything that we use to make a profile not only look good, but be the right size, uh, resistant to impact, resistant to, to uh, heat dilation. These are all the things that we need to, to manage so that we can offer a product which is which was going to last long and which is going to be and which will make a product that the, the customers won't have problems with you know is changing those characteristics a matter of um of putting different material in in the first place or as a matter of playing with the heat playing with the the rate of of, of extrusion or or do you have to that's a great question there's all kinds of factors which i need to be considered first of all the recipe we make our own recipes depending on, on the products that we want. Uh, our product is uh, has a very high um, gloss to it. Customers want a high gloss, low gloss. High gloss comes with different factors where you have to uh, you have to uh, extract the gases from the extruded PVC much more because it has more lubricants. There's all there's all kinds of things which come in this recipe where we heat, how we heat, the, the, the temperature of our water, all have an effect on the final product. Just the temperature of the, the atmosphere of the building will make a different product. We don't even leave the garage, the doors open so that they don't, there's no wind or there's no air change in the building. 
to keep the stability of uh, the product. Interesting. Do, do, do you frequently have uh, your window customers asking you for something different in the lineal? All the time. Many customers ask us, uh, the, usually when they have a large project, they'll, have, uh, they'll ask us for a frame with uh, an open brick mold, and we'll, we'll put a tool in on a brick mold, or I'd like to have an alien fin taken off. I'd like to have a pre-cut on some, some frames have some pre-cuts on it, or some uh, frame coverings have pre-cuts so that they can, the, the installers can quickly assemble the windows. Uh, lots of things are asked for us, and especially special brick molds, special assembly, uh, special uh, moldings, framing around the window. Every day I have something new. Huh. And now with the windows being changing a lot, being becoming more and more uh, heavy and bigger. We have to change our profiles. They have to adapt to our, our customers' needs. And they're, and they're telling us uh, we want to make this big, big window. Well, we have to change the inside cavities to put a larger reinforcement, or we have to put some, some extra supports and we'll extrude extra support. Uh, just last week, I extruded some transport blocks so that the customer can send uh, windows up north without the roads destroying them, you know. There's all kinds of stuff that we do to adapt for our customers' requests. We don't only do the PVC. Our whole window system is uh, also offers a hybrid window. So we also design all the aluminum that goes on it inside, outside, and hold that aluminum in stock, different colors, and it never ends, right? We never have the right color. We never have the right size. We it always has something different. So it's a constant investment to keep the window business going. But the window business for us is, is only about 60% for our base window. Then we have all the custom windows, which is another probably 25%. That is all the window systems that we make for customers that have designed their own window. Okay. And then the rest is um, all kinds of uh, offshoots, uh, flooring and pools and all kinds of stuff like that. Well, yeah, these these transport blocks sound interesting. That was that just a what a couple of a couple of square pieces with a shape in them that'll fit the window in tightly so it doesn't shake or bounce. Actually, it, it fits between. It's a transport block which goes between the sash and the frame. Oh, it's small. So, okay, I was picturing. Yeah, just like just a little and with a little handle on it so that you can put it. You can slide it in when you're closing your window for a final fit. And it supports the window all the way, so you don't you're not banging on those hinges all the way up north, you know. And right. with the roads that we have in Canada, I don't know how they are in Ontario, but uh, here they were absolutely atrocious. Well, you get north, and they start to get rough for sure. They get pretty rough, and uh, it's hard on the windows. It's hard, on the windows. and especially people who do the uh, good job of uh, uh, wet sealing their windows. What, the, what will happen is the, the windows might actually lose their shape okay. by yep. the time they get up north, you know, if they don't have the good support. Yeah, they could, yeah, they could deform. And you can, you can extrude that? That's something I would have thought would have to be molded. We do all kinds of stuff extruded. Of course, it, it, it looks like a molded piece, but I'll extrude it. I'll cut it into two, inch, uh, into two or three inch uh, lengths, and I'll put them in a box, and there you go. It's... We do all kinds of stuff. We do we do corners. We do uh, things that people never would have associated with extrusion, huh. and that we, and we find ways to 
punch them. We create blocks or, or lengths that we then punch frame shapes out of. Possible. It's pretty cool. So, so how many employees does it take you to do all this? We have uh, 12 people in the office and we're 62 in general. So we have about 50 people on the floor. Uh, that's that's when we work seven days a week, uh, 24 hours a day. Uh, three days on, four days off, three days. Yeah. It's for uh, and the people work 12-hour shifts. Yeah, but they like that, right? They like that. They like to They'd rather work a little longer and then get a little more time off. That's, I think, very positive. At first, it was a, a pretty big hassle to get people to go from uh, to work uh, weekends. Yeah. Uh, but now it's been like two years now, so everybody's adjusted and they're kind of starting to like it and they wouldn't want to go back to uh, five days a week. Excellent. So what kind, of, what kind of volume do you push through there? We're expecting this year to be pushing about uh, 12, uh, $12.5 million worth of, uh, pro- of uh, product. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, when uh, when I got here, uh, we were pushing about nine million dollars worth of products. So we're slowly uh, we have a good good growth uh, with all our customers. Our, our new window is very popular. People have invested in their marketing uh, campaigns to to push it. Uh, it. It's working well. We have um, uh, good customers which are very uh, loyal yeah. and they work with us very closely. And uh, when they they want to uh, invest, we invest with them. Uh, in, in other words, when they want a different product, we're not always nickel and diming everybody. To, we, we invest with our, our people. We're, honestly, we, we really act like the good partner. Yeah. If you make money, I make money. If you don't, I don't. And it's as simple as that. And if, if our customer has a good idea and he, and he, and he has some really uh, good potential. Well, we put our hat in the ring. We put our money uh, where our mouth is and we, we invest on tooling for the customer and help him move along with his marketing and his investments and it works. It, it's been working like that for a few years now and, and the results are awesome. Let's dive a little deeper. When, when you mentioned the trend to the larger windows and that's, that's something that's been going on for for a while now and and I, by larger we mean larger area not we'll, we'll get into triples later maybe um but uh, yeah. when people are coming to you with you know wanting larger and larger spans with fewer and fewer mullions to t- tell me how you address those challenges what, what what do you have to do with the with the uh lineal to to get there what we've done is leave uh, we've changed our internal walls to be able to reinforce because there's really at, at the size they are right now, I can't do anything with the vinyl anymore. The vinyl can only hold so much. Right. And I can't put a lot more vinyl into it. Even if I wanted to, it wouldn't be. It, for me to be able to support that, it would, I would have to double the thickness. It, was, it makes no sense. Right. So what we do is we just strategically design reinforcements that go into our profiles on the inside and on the outside of the frames. So what we've done is we've made new connectors uh, from, so that when we're mulling windows together, there's enough room to put uh, reinforcements between the frames mm-hmm. also. And so we have uh, special connectors. And also on the inside of the frames, we have uh, aluminum and all kinds of uh, galvanized steel reinforcements. Okay. 
Um, our hybrid window, what we did, we, we kind of integrated a reinforcement in the hybrid window in the aluminum to help with the uh, weight of the profiles of the, the, of the glass. We also uh, created a new support that goes between the bottom of the sash and the frame, which is um, just a third part, which supports the frame completely, the sash completely. Yeah, customers really like that a lot. Uh, they're not scared of the future, and also with the support, the added support, the glass is less likely to stress. So, and the, it makes a really nice product. It sounds almost like an old setting block. Uh, it's like a setting block, but instead of being between the sash and the glass, it's between the frame and the sash. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's outside, but you still still works to support everything. I'm sorry. Maybe I wasn't clear. So I'm talking about fixed lights. Yeah. Fixed structural lights. We have the supports. Okay. For the casement, the opening casement. Yeah. Um, well, that, again, that's uh, all in the design of the sash and the reinforcements. Right. The, it's the, the biggest problem, honestly, is with the hinge people. It's the, the hardware people. They're the ones who need to step up to the plate right now. It's hard to, hard to get hardware that'll stand up to uh, some of the weights now. Absolutely. Absolutely. They will, but uh, they'll sag and, and uh, you know, and the sagging part of a, a casement window is you can solve it with a, with a correct assembly. It's just a lot of people will dry glaze their windows because uh, they're afraid of having to change a glass. Okay. And that creates a, just a bad window. There you go. And that's the biggest problem, honestly, I would say in the window industry is the, is the dry glazing. No kidding. Yeah, people just dry glaze and they're like, oh, well, uh, in case I need to change something, I don't want to have to cut silicone out. I would say 90% of the windows are dry glazed. Good tip. Triples. Uh, everybody uh, is having to do more and more energy efficient windows. Uh, yeah. And uh, you must you must be getting approached by people who want to do triples. You've probably already done oh, some of my, my our system already takes uh, all triples. My single, uh, my single hung and slider window already can take an inch and a quarter glass. Oh, okay. We already have our inch and a quarter setting blocks. Yeah. We have our inch and a quarter glazing beads for the hybrid casement. We're already uh, there with our triples. The triples uh, here have been very popular for the last five years at least. So nothing new for you guys. No, no, but that's where we developed uh, assembly methods, uh, knowing that people are saying, "Well, the, uh, the the sashes are sagging. Well, did you put any glazing? Mm. Oh, they're dry glazed. Well, that's what happens. They put all the weight on their setting blocks, and it just doesn't work. Setting oh. blocks are good and it helps, but it, you can't really set all the weight of a of a triple glazed 30 by 50 uh, sash there, it's impossible. Yeah. The sending block will crush and your, your sash will sag after a while. How much have you gotten into playing with developing uh, thermal brakes, trying to, uh, trying to play with the, the energy transmission through the, through the frame of the window? Is, is that something you guys have, have had to get into? Well, uh, there's two approaches that we're taking right now. We're looking at a, uh, a honeycomb structure at the inside of the frame, and we're also looking at uh, adding 
weather stripping thermal unit at the glass to push back the cold air coming through the drainage okay. of a casement window. And see, this is one of the biggest problems that we have in the industry right now, I find, is that we measure the thermal efficiency of a glass and the frame, and then we measure the air infiltration. Yeah. But we don't measure air, cold air infiltration. Ah. We don't measure when it's cold and the air is coming in. What happens? And this, the, with the drainage, the weeping holes or drainage holes, um, the the glass gets very cold because the air comes in through the drainage holes. And uh, when the gas, the glass gets cold, it doesn't react so well. It doesn't work so well anymore. And then we have um, condensation on the inside. Right. What the Europeans did is they put a um, co-extruded weather stripping all around the glass. So you can still have weeping, yeah. but not have air coming in through uh, in the cavity, in the glass cavity. The air is not actually is not actually contacting the glass. The weather stripping is there to, to, to stop it. Well, no, the air is, yeah, it, exactly. It, it, it's contacting a slightly, uh, just the contour of the glass, but it's not coming inside the house. Right, right. Right. I'm I'm creating a break at the glass, which is the cavity of the glass. Because if there's drainage holes, there's there's water there has can get in. Yeah. Right. There and there's there's a connect between the inside of the house and the outside with the drainage holes, just through the glazing beads, which are good, but they still let a lot of air in. Yeah. And if you have a good depression on the inside of the house, it'll yeah it'll suck the it'll, air. It'll suck it'll suck air cold air around the glass. So what we need is we need to block that without having to put silicone all the way around because that's what people are not doing. They're not sealing their glass like they should be. The air gets sucked in, goes around the glass cavity in the sash, cools the glass down. So that's what I'm, I'm working on right now. Our next sash, which is going to be out in about, uh, I would say, two months, will have this added weather stripping to stop the cold air from coming into the glass cavity. Very interesting. Always, but always leaving the drainage holes to work, keep working. Well, and, and you know, and, and, and it's, it's just neat to see, you know, that, that so much new is, is, is going on innovation wise, you know, even, even at the level of extrusions and lineal, right? I mean, everybody, everybody thinks all the action is, is, is somewhere else, but that's, you know, you guys, you guys have definitely got a lot going on there. What, what, what else is happening, Norman, that, that I, I guess what, what, is, what has changed over the last, you know, five, ten years? Like, what, what are the capabilities now in your business that weren't there, uh, let's say, when you started? Oh, it's, uh, I think the biggest difference uh, right now is the new um, acrylic cap stocks that we can put on the, on the sashes right now, on the, on the window frames. So we can do, we're able now to do blacks and dark browns on uh, cap stock on vinyl easily with no decoloration, uh, no warping. This is the, the new uh, uh, low heat buildup cap stocks that which, which have come out in the last two years approximately. Yeah. And um, they're very popular right now. They're, and it's, it's uh, pushing back on having to paint your profiles. Right, yeah. So that's, that's one of the biggest uh, advancements that we've had. And that's a change Except in the chemistry. From, that's just a change in the chemistry of the of the PVC. Well, because people used to cap stock, or most people, us uh, and our competitors also, they would cap, cap stock a, a a frame made of regrind, 
or recycled PVC, mm-hmm. and then put a thin coat of virgin colored PVC onto it, okay. which looks great. It's just that with the, you can't do dark colors because of the heat absorption and the uh, discoloration. So the other option was to use a laminate, but laminate is very costly to apply. You have to, it's hard to on your inventory, and when you weld it, it makes a it makes a you have a weld spew that you have to clean. You have to go paint the corners. For such a costly profile, it's sad to have to go paint the corners. On a painted profile, you say, well, it's it didn't cost me a lot of money to make it. It's fine. I'll paint the corners, and then of course the better is the is the hybrid window with a with an aluminum. But before you couldn't extrude a profile with a, a darker color. It was impossible. The the profile would completely distort. Hmm. And now with these, these new acrylics, uh, it works well. They, they they absorb the heat. They 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 push away uh, the UV, and it's fine. It works fine. PVC. You you melt it. You shape it, and then you put it very quickly, and you shock it into shape with cold water. Right. Well, it doesn't want to be that way. <laughs> it's <laughs> if you heat it up, it wants to change shape. So, uh, if you don't have a good uh, low heat buildup uh, capstock, it will get it will get to a temperature where it will want to go back to its uh, to its uh, original shape or natural state. Yeah, and they measure some really incredible temperatures on windows on hot days with the sun on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yep. it, it can get it can get a lot more than uh, than people think sometimes. Neat. Your customers call you and 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 say, "Hey, you know, this is the system I'm thinking about. Can you guys work with this?" Right, and you have to figure out on the fly if if you know what he's talking about doing is going to work. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, one of the reasons that uh, I bought Quadruplast is because of the success I have with my customers. Yeah. And the reason I have a success with the customers is because I've been in the industry. I had my factory. I built machines. I built, bought, designed uh, window manufacturing machinery for a long time. So now customers, they, they, they come to me a lot because I'm kind of a neutral voice on their investments of for the software and for for machinery. And it has nothing to do with profiles, but since they know that I know what I'm talking about, then I, I do a lot of this with them. And I've helped every single one of my customers buy a machine at some point or a software at some point or, or design tooling or change their floor plan, or even uh, uh, train their employees. Huh. We really act like a good partner. Yeah, that's what we. That's our aim. Our aim is to be the partner, so that you can you can feel that we're not. I'm not here just to sell you profiles and extract the maximum margins possible. That's not our our, our goal, and that's why we're having our. our um, our growth is steady. It's inside growth uh, with our companies that we already have, and it's slowly growing because we're 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 helping everybody move forward. So I don't even I don't even have a salesperson. Nobody yeah. takes care of sales. All we do is is word of mouth and work with the customers that we have. Huh. And uh, the profiles on the custom side, well, all profiles that people have sent me. 
I've, uh, I've, me and I, I say I as in Quadruplast, we're a team here. Yeah. Um, we, we always, we always either improve the profile, improve their, their methods, their assembly methods, improve their designs, yeah. work with them, understand, uh, what they de- what they need. I was just on the phone before you called with a guy who does, uh, like the picture frame guy. Yep. And I had to understand, I said, how many employees, do you, how many frames you need to make a year? How much? I didn't just say, well, what's your shape? Here, how much it costs? Yeah. I need to know exactly what his business was to be able to give him a product which is fast to assemble, uh, how he wants to ship it, how he wants to package it. Does he want to paint it? Does he want to nail it, screw it, tack it? All these things I really need to understand. Right. For for me to to give him a product which will which will uh, eventually work for him because that if I just extrude and he has a bad idea I'm he's going to put money on a on tooling I'm going to put effort on making tooling I'm going to make the profile and the and the project's going to go down in the garbage. How do you find the level of knowledge in in the window industry, Norman? Do, do, do you ever do you ever run across uh, window fabricators who knew more than you do. Not extruders. Not extruders. Yeah. Fabricators, ever- I would say, uh, yeah, you know what? I have, uh, I, I deal with some pretty high-end guys, yeah. but there's not a lot of them. I would say um, there's not a lot of people which uh, take the time to understand what they're doing. That's the biggest, one of the big problems with the industry is that they're producing, 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 and they do things because they've always done them. Mm-hmm. And they just keep on copying errors, mm-hmm. mistakes. Shop foreman to another shop foreman to another shop foreman that one of them decided that uh, this is easier uh, because he's left-handed, whatever. And uh, and they get really bad habits. So I see a lot of that. Uh, once in a while, you'll meet a production manager which really knows what he's doing. And But I would say... Uh, Maybe 15% of the window manufacturing, uh, the factories really know what they're doing. Hmm. Hmm. That's sad. You know what, Norman? It's it's the harsh truth, and 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 I've 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 heard it from other fabricators. So it's not it's not you saying it. Uh, it, it it's the same thing is said inside. Um, you know, ne- needs to be far more focused on on innovation and looking at your your processes and your quality. Than, oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Um, there is some pretty shabby work out there, I have to say, and uh, lack of investment on good machinery, yeah. on good tooling, on training. Lots of people say it's a little too easy, but you know what? The, those little, little shops, which did a lot of, uh, well, not the, no, they had some pretty big shops doing some uh, bad stuff also, but um, they're coming to an end eh? because people are getting better and better right now. And they can't afford to do the service services anymore. No, the, all the service calls. Right. So there, I see a lot of people trying to get better at making the windows correctly on the onset. Oh, the, one one thing I forgot to ask you about: what is your mark? What's Quadruplast market area, Norman? Where where? How far do you guys go? Okay. Well, our main customers are are pretty much all in Quebec. Okay. Uh, in the window industry, because our profile really uh, is designed for this market. That means the 
the size of the frame, and I mean, we don't even do three and a quarter anymore. Four and a half is is almost uh, becoming a rare, and it's now everybody has is now to a six inch frame. Okay. Uh, the the width and the design of the brick molds, either integrated on the frame or added brick molds, also relate to the needs of Quebecers because you know if you go out, out east, they're wider, and go out west, they're thicker, and there's yeah. Our, 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 but this, but that's the design of the accessories. So the rest of the window itself can go anywhere in Canada. We used to always only sell in Quebec. That's yeah. the, the, the company, the way it was. But we're starting to really branch out now more and more. Now with Finestra, we're hoping to get even uh, more business out of Quebec. Good. And we're, we are willing to adjust the profiles, adjust the accessories, uh, adapt to different markets quickly with uh, low-cost tooling and uh, we're not expecting customers to purchase 20,000 feet of profiles every time they want something new. So that's what we're trying to do right now is we're trying to see where we can branch out to grow the window industry. That ability to be flexible uh, especially in the machining and the and the and the processes with the with the oh absolutely absolutely because I mean Die tooling for new uh, accessories and new frames, it's, co- it's very, very costly. Yeah. So what we've done is we kind of find a way to do uh, tooling uh, lower cost. We've bought the machinery that we need to be able to do uh, good tooling. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the word cheaper, but I would say economic tooling. Mm-hmm. To be able to get the customers to get their first profiles so that they can uh, elaborate their market a little bit more. And then when the, 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 the volumes come in, then we'll go and redo the tooling with a, a more of a volume tooling. So it kind of helps us invest less for a smaller project. Yep. And the customers that need to invest less to get things going. So um, it kind of helps everybody. And once it's established and it's working well, then it's not... It's not a risk anymore to invest into a higher end tooling. What I see for you, Norman, is is you've got your tooling in 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 racks, and there's a there's a Quebec rack and an Ontario rack and a Prairie rack and a BC yeah, yeah, yeah. rack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're all different. Eh? They yeah. all want different something different. Yeah, they all and want it's, something. Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's very different. It's it's strange, but. Um, yeah, it's not a problem. We have the we have the know-how. We now have the we have the tooling. We're good with our drawings and good with the the assembly drawings. So if somebody wants something, we understand what they need and gets done quickly. This has been great. I you know you've you've given us a nice look inside uh, inside the extrusion business. Like I say, it's it's something that uh, that I I think um, you know a, a lot of our a lot of the window fabricators. Uh, you know, touch on, but maybe maybe don't delve into and understand all the ins and outs of. So, thanks so much for uh, for sharing all that information with us today. Well, thank right. you very much, and thank you, Pat. You can find this podcast on all the major podcasting services and at fenestrationreview.com. So, thanks once again to Norman Doucette, and we'll see you next time on Fenestration Conversations. Thanks for joining the Fenestration Conversation. You can find this episode and past episodes at fenestrationreview.com or on the major podcasting services. Fenestration Conversation is a presentation of Fenestration Review Magazine and Annex Business Media.